Welcome to Rebel Hour, a podcast chat with entrepreneurs who are rolling out brands that are empowering, inspiring, innovating, or causing a big stir. They aren't just doing things the same old way, they're doing it the rebel way. Hey, I'm Jennifer, host here of Rebel Hour and voice behind Lady Rebel Club. Let's dive in and meet this week's guests. Hi, everyone. Thanks very much for turning in this week to Rebel Hour. And I am here with the lovely and beautiful and quite radiant, I must say. Look at that smile. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who can't see, she has a beautiful smile. Uh, but Leslie Godet. Hello, Leslie. How are you today? I am good, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yes. No, thanks very much for being here. So we have had, in fact, we probably should hit record ages ago. Because <laughs> we've had such a really... <laughs> great conversation for nearly an hour now um just catching up and whatnot um it's been really great to talk about lots of different things i think first though why don't you introduce you know yourself just tell everyone um a little bit about you and your business and what's brought you here to um chat with me on rebel hour today yeah thank you so much well hello everybody uh thank you again jennifer for having me on today i'm excited um well my name is leslie Devet, and i am a wife of almost uh, of just a little over 26 years. I've only been married one time. So I married my husband in my early 30s. And we have no no children. But uh, until recently, last September, I was a fur baby mom to my pup Jackson. Uh, he was yes. 15 years old. And he was just so beautiful with my work companion. And uh, what I do, so I am a mindset and emotional awareness coach for women. Uh, typically, I talk about self-love as well in how I work with my clients, because I truly believe that anything that we do comes from the love of self, because then we can go fully in. And I work with women who are on a mission to change the world, make a bigger impact. But they also want to pursue their the job that they have. Like they love their corporate job. This is something that I do. I still have my foot in corporate America. And I, I love to be able to serve uh, my clients uh, in mindset and emotional awareness and, and of course, self-love. And I show them that you can actually marry the two. You don't have to choose. It's just all about how you structure your time, how you structure really what it is that you want, like really knowing what you want. Yeah. And on the icing on the cake of that too is having that time still to spend that QT time with your family because that's important. You don't want to leave that out. Definitely. Very important. And, you know, and I love that. And I know a lot of people will hear mindset and, you know, they'll have their own ideas of what that means because obviously it can mean lots of different things. Um, but for me, what I really love is this aspect of uh, emotional, you know, awareness and wellness and, and, and all of that and sort of what that entails. And, you know, and especially I think with women like ourselves, right, who, um, you know, who are neurodivergent or maybe have, you know, anxiety profiles or other disabilities and things like this, that, you know, how does a lot that kind of, you know, uh, emotional wellness and awareness can be very tricky, can't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In fact, I think what happens is for me, what mindset and emotional awareness really is about is when we have those trigger moments happen and something will make you start to feel a certain way, we forget that there was something we were thinking. Now that thought could have been something already ingrained in our mind. In fact, it could be from a previous experience in life that when something happens, you've already immediately gone to that emotion. 
and you've forgotten that there's this these there's these thought processes in your head that are telling you how to feel. They're actually fueling it. So what I like to do is think about okay, so I'm feeling a certain way, and typically I know I get there because I start off on a, a gratitude energy. My days start with gratitude, mm-hmm. so I'm already in an, a good energy. So I know when I get knocked off kilter. And so when that emotion starts to fuel, I start thinking, okay, I don't feel so good right now. What is going on? And I really, it's becoming self-aware about, okay, I know I'm feeling a certain way. It doesn't feel good. What am I thinking? And usually when I can do that, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be able to snap out of it instantaneously (laughs) because I'm not superwoman. I tried my very best, but because I've I've developed what I call my self-awareness muscle around this. I've been able to really like take those moments and learn from them. And so that I get better because typically it's something as a story I've told myself around something probably more than once so that when I get triggered around something similar to that, that's how I'm showing up and it's learning what those stories are. So I can actually change the narrative because I truly believe that we get to be the author of our own story. But a lot of the time we think, no, life is dealing us all of this and we have to take the cards that we're dealt. But I don't believe that. I don't want to be put into a box and be told that I can only live my life one way. I choose yep. to live my life my way. <laughs> yeah, that's very <laughs> true. And, um, you know, I think there's so much in <clears throat> what you just said. Um, it is, and you know, and it is... And you're right, we're like, we are often so triggered that, or when different things happen, you know, it's, it's sometimes is hard though, to even place like, well, what has triggered that, you know, or what's made me feel that way. Um, and then talking yourself, you know, um, around that and being aware of that. And like you said, learning from that experience. So that way, when maybe that same situation happens or that same topic comes up, you know, or, or whatever it might be, that's you might still have a reaction to it, of course, but it's maybe a little, <laughs> a little less than, um, or at least you're aware of it, I, you know, and you can be more prepared from it, for it. Because um, I know like with myself and those situations happen, you know, it can, it's the shock of it sometimes. And then, you know, you're mm-hmm. so instantly triggered um, that you're kind of like, oh, well, hold on, you know, a minute. And you can be caught off guard and not, and not even realize that you've been triggered, you know, I think it's, you know, Mm -hmm. then, like you said, stepping back and being able to kind of analyze that. Um, And I know, again, with us sort of talking before we came on, you know, you were sharing some of your personal journey with talking about, um, you know, your OCD Mm -hmm. and, you know, the impact that that's had on, you know, your life and, you know, um, and things of that nature. And I think it's, you know, and, again it was really interesting because the two of us were sort of sitting here laughing and saying yes you know people would it would could, could look at this you know this live right now or this recording that we're doing on zoom for the podcast and go oh you know these ladies look great and fine and you know lord have mercy if they haven't had any idea what's going on <laughs> underneath the hood as i say um mm-hmm. you know with with both of us and i know it's, it's those things that they don't often see. It doesn't mean that they're any worse or better or, you know, or anything like that in any sort of way as, as um, any kind of disability that people can see. But when it is things that they can't see, it, I think it makes it harder to explain. You know, it makes it harder for people to understand. And, 
I think, you know, again, you've been, you know, quite brave, you know, and lately, you know, I've seen some of your posts and things talking a lot more about, you know, your OCD and, and things of this nature and, you know, and how it impacted your life before and, you know, how it still does, but how, you know, you're, you're learning to, you know, you've learned to manage it in different ways. And mm-hmm. I just think that that's such a, you know, a great real um, example of, it's never too late, you know, to start to start talking, you know, about your, you know, aspects of you that you may want to share that you feel that hold you back. Um, and there's an absolutely just like you said, there's nothing wrong with us, you know, and this is one of the huge messages, you know, that, as you know, I'm always trying to kind of get across with people with Lady Rebel Club. Um, and the movement is, we're not broken, you know, there isn't anything wrong with us. Um, yes, we might function a little bit differently than what quote unquote, whatever the normal typical quote unquote is, I suppose. Um, If not that there really is any sort of normal, but you know, whatever that sort of mainstream idea of functioning is, um, we aren't always that, but that doesn't mean we're any less than. And I would just love you to share if you don't mind, you know, what, what made you decide to start talking about that, you know, more recently? Yeah, so one of the key elements in how I coach and how I even talk about life is around self-love. I think the reason why I've I've been so, I feel like freer in my speech and whether it's through video or through posting the written posts is that I truly love the person that I am. But I didn't always feel that way. And I think that's where I believe that in anything we do in life, when you can love yourself wholly without conditions, without judgment or criticism, that helps you to lead from this place where I can share my true self. I can be authentically myself, real, you know, show up on those moments where I don't feel good, share the stories of my past, you know, being really open and vulnerable. And I think that is because I've been able to um, come from that place has allowed me to really be open and be able to share. Um, one of the things that I believe has been really helpful too for me is because, you know, we talk about the OCD, it really came from a place of not being safe. And, you know, I had a lot of childhood uh, trauma, uh, both, both, you know, just myself, what I went through and then being external, being, um, you know, having external influences in my life um, that other people around me having trauma on within th- that dynamic and watching others. And so, you know, as a child, you know, you formulate your opinions and a lot of them could be, okay, how do I keep myself safe? Well, it means that, yeah. you know, I have to start doing things. For me, uh, it was, as I had shared with you before we got on live, was I, in, in starting my early teens, I would go around and make sure that every door and every window was closed and locked. Mm-hmm. And it was just from not feeling safe within my environment, feeling, and I, I, I really don't know why that came upon me to feel that I wasn't mm-hmm. safe because maybe it was, I didn't feel like someone was going to take me away. I don't really know. I haven't really gone that into that that deeply but I do know that when I was able to really release a lot of those things from my past as being baggage that I had to carry or or being something that was I was allowing to influence every decision that I would make uh, whether that was relationships or going after goals you know aspirations Mm -hmm. 
when I allowed myself to say, you know what, that's either I let that be the driving force or I allow myself to step outside of this box or color outside the lines. I was very, uh, by the way, I was very diligent in coloring inside the lines when I was coloring in my coloring book. If I went outside the lines, I was extremely upset, believe me. But when I learned that in life, that it's not about being perfect and I could actually just be myself Mm -hmm. and people would accept me as I am. and, And the most important person that accepted me as I am was my own reflection that made it so powerful to be able to show up and share with other people that this is this is life. It's it is how you show up in the world, and things are going to happen, and you can let them either tell you how to live, or you can say, you know what, this was part of my journey. Now, how can I learn from this, and what can I do moving forward that's going to empower yes. me? So, yeah, <clears throat> that's really yeah. I mean, that's so powerful, and you know what? I suppose this is why I. rightly or wrongly you know sometimes get very just frustrated perhaps and and sad I think too um when I see so many you know business coaches and mentors and people out there just really trying to tell people to be what they're not you know and I went through that with a coach myself who you know, at the time when I was first really coming online, doing a lot of online marketing was like, no, you can't wear your gloves. You can't wear your scarves. You need to like tone it down. You're too much and all of this. And um, that really affected me because it was like, oh my goodness, she's right. Nobody's going to take me seriously. And why, you know, even though I had been running the consultancy, you know, for ages, it was like, (laughs) it was like all the confidence went out the window. Um, I think we hear so much of that in the online space from people constantly telling us, you know, be this way, look this way, you know, um, act this way, don't act that way, don't do this, don't do this, you know, be more like this person, not like this person. That, and especially again, from what I've experienced and what I've seen with women, especially, you know, um, I think there's so much of that going around that you wonder. Like, oh my goodness, no wonder we we struggle with, you know, um, positioning and with our brand and with pricing and, you know, all of these things we struggle with because we're being pulled pillar to post and hearing all of these things that, you know, we're afraid to really show up as, you know, because we don't, we we're hearing all of this negative talk about it. So I do think it's great that, you know, there's people you know, and I'm seeing a lot of them, not just in our community, you know, there's obviously others, but just within our community, it's great to see people like yourselves and others stepping up, you know, and going, hey, look, I don't have to be, you know, this neurodivergent influencer or anything like that to share my real, you know, to share an insight into my real story and some of the real struggles and things that I've had. Because like you said, it's, that's part of our journey. And, and it's all of those things. And, when you're looking at it, even from a business perspective, you know, all of that journey that we've had and the struggles and things we've overcome, that's how we learn the best lessons in business full stop, you know, as it is. But when you put all of that together, you know, that's, that's, is who, that's what makes us, you know, the business owner that we are. And yes, we can all learn and grow and, you know, and evolve, of course, but I don't think it's necessarily changing ourselves. Um, and I know that it's that you're a big advocate of that as well. And, you know, again, why I think it's so powerful where, 
it's just average people like us, right? Because we're not influencers, we're not this, we're not that, but we're coming out and saying, look, you don't have to be an influencer to come out and say, here's my story or, you know, and here's some some real insights in, into my journey and my life and, you know, things that aren't always easy. And like we were talking before as well, that it's not all the good days <laughs> where you're sitting on the beach, you know, leading the laptop lifestyle and, and everything's going great, but it's also the days where, everything's a hot mess, you know, and you're like, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into, you know, and you, and we mm-hmm. have, we all have days like that, where we think like that, um, but it makes it seem more accessible and more, not just more real, but I think more accessible, again, especially for, for all humans, um, but especially I think for ones like us that can, you know, look at that and see you talking about, you know, the OCD um, and just different things and go, right, okay, well, that's, that's grand, you know, you know, look at all the cool stuff that Leslie is doing. And, you know, she seems like an awesome person and all of these things. And she has OCD and that the two of those things can go together and be in the same person. And, you know, and that person can be awesome. And I think that's fantastic, you know. Yeah, I think we're all fantastic. I think we're Mm -hmm. all unique and individual for a reason. And that's because we all bring our own flavor. It's like we're all our own different spice. And I like that because if we were all the same, then there wouldn't be any great things going on and it would be pretty boring. (laughs) And and I think that it's it's nice to have diversity in all areas. And I believe that if you want to wear gloves, if you want to wear a hat, if your thing is ringing a bell while you're having your whatever your podcast and you say you know it's time for something and you ring your bell I don't see anything wrong with that because you are going to resonate with somebody who's Mm -hmm. going to say you know what that person I feel connected to them because maybe I'm a little quirky like that and I was feeling all alone and that's what Mm -hmm. I was sharing with you earlier before we got on here was that with my OCD, I never really shared that except with my husband and it used to, I think, drive him a little bit nuts because I would be constantly making sure that even if I did check the door was locked, it still made me think in my head, did I lock the door? Uh, it was just a safety thing. And I think it has over time start, uh, started to really like lessen just because I have grown to love myself more. And I think that was part of the process But I think it's just knowing that if someone out there is like me that felt that there wasn't a community out there who of people who were talking about this that made it okay for me to say, yeah, that's me. I can raise my hand and say, yeah, that's that's me, too. And 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 not feel ashamed by it, because I think one of the things I think which I love. I would love to be able to to let your listeners know is do not feel ashamed that you think and feel because we have thoughts and we have feelings. And when something happens and you don't particularly show up the way you want to in life and you say something or do something that you're not particularly proud of, you can go back and fix it later. But if you become more self-aware of that and how you really show up and you start maybe taking making a diary of it and start, you know, writing things down about what happened and why you responded a certain way. And maybe you'll find that, oh, the reason why, for example, I don't like it when someone gives me feedback is because when I was younger, I always felt I was being criticized. So now when anyone gives me feedback, I think it's criticism. So you Mm -hmm. can look at it from a different perspective when you start becoming aware of it, allowing yourself to become aware of it. Don't make yourself wrong for thinking and feeling because that's, we were made this way. And, and then, be, and then just learn from that and 
you can grow from that. And I think that's what's been probably my saving grace for myself is using gratitude to start my days mm-hmm. and end my days because it's a powerful energy and it yes, allows it you to recognize when you're not having a great day. You're like, I don't feel grateful right now. Mm-hmm. And you can realize, okay, why don't I feel grateful? Because that's, if you start there and you're consciously aware of starting from gratitude and ending with gratitude, it becomes like second nature, like habit. Yes. And that way you can then become aware of those moments when you get knocked off, off your feet and you're like, okay, I, I don't feel like, I don't <laughs> like myself right now. I don't feel like doing anything right now. And, and then look at it. And then the la- one of the last things I want to share is if you have those moments, don't make it wrong. Because I think we tend to beat ourselves up and stay in that loop. Yes, we do. You know, we make it seem so much. And it's funny because, you know, you must have read my mind because one of the things I always ask at the end is what's the lasting thing you want to leave with people to think. So (laughs) that's great. But I think that's very true. And that, um, and we're all, we're all guilty of that. I'm guilty of it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, as well, of course, as you know, you beat yourself up over, these thoughts that you've had or the way you, you know, I shouldn't have said this and I shouldn't have said that. And why did I react this way? And why didn't I, why didn't I say this? And why didn't I say that? And, you know, you run these scenarios over and over and over. And I think, again, especially that goes for anybody, but when you're neurodivergent, we do tend to have these, you know, like the highlight reels, I call them, you know, at night where we, we do tend to go over everything, right? And we're like, right, I should have, and we do that. And we say, well, I, why did I not say, and what was my day? And, you know, and that a lot of times that's when we process, you know, a lot of stuff um, is, in, is in the evening. Um, and, you know, I do find myself having to say to myself, right, no, now move on. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's fine, just, but let's move on. Um, and not trying to get stuck. So I think that's a great, that's a great, um, last tip. Well, listen, everyone, uh, I will have all kinds of great information in the podcast notes, and you will also see it in the social posts of how you can connect directly with Leslie, um, whether you just want to find out more about her and stalk her on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, <clears throat> or whether it is, you know, maybe you want to reach out to work with her um, and you want to, you know, I guess, you know, really get more in touch with, you know, yourself and, you know, how to work on your, you know, your emotional awareness and well-being and things of that, um, that nature as well. And I just really want to thank you very much for taking the time, Leslie. I know third time's the charm. <laughs> it took us three Yay. times to sort of have our <laughs> schedules meet and we had internet issues, all of the great stuff happened. So I'm really glad um, that we got to finally record the podcast. And as always, you know, you're such a gem. You're so lovely. And it's been lovely to chat with you. So thanks very much. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening um, to this episode of Rebel Hour and we'll see you next week. Bye.